From the sunny shores of almost Marina Del Rey, it's the Couch Slouch Podcast. Today, life without sports and with coronavirus. Now, direct from the couch with co-host Daisy McClanahan, here is the apocalyptically appalled Norman Chad. I'm worried about pronouncing that right all, all day. And, and why wouldn't I be apocalyptically appalled, Rich? Yeah. If Daisy, if Daisy wasn't here, I'd have no human contact. Somehow. <laughs> Wait a minute. All of Los Angeles and all of Las Vegas have become ghost towns. Yeah. Have they not? Oh God, yeah. I was driving around yesterday, not getting out of my car because I'm old and fat and frail and had the air conditioning on recirculation, so nothing get in. And yeah, nobody was there. There were. Cops and bike racks and barricades and jersey walls all up and down the strip. Here in Los Angeles, uh, and a, a friend of mine, uh, producer, uh, tweeted the other day that the freeways are clear for the first time, but it takes 35 minutes to buy a pair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the God. lines are ridiculous in the grocery stores. Yeah. So. The, uh, have you, are they doing what they're, they're doing in some of the stories here and then letting the seniors being meaning someone older than 60, which I believe means you and me, uh, go in for an hour or two first in the morning? Uh, some of the stores are doing that. And I've can you believe that we've already had the reverse uh, fake ID thing? We used to have the fake IDs <laughs> yeah, get carded. to buy beer when we were 18 or 21. Yeah. Some people are now trying to uh, slip in there uh, under 60. What a country. God, yes. Get, get, get carded for the first time in 40 years is kind of a treat, I guess. Of course, the doctors are now saying, that's a really nice thing, and your heart's in the right place, uh, grocery stores. But it's really bad to have all the old people congregating in one place because they're the ones who should be staying home and having somebody else come and get their prescriptions and their, their drugs and things. But uh, So, uh, as you're saying, either way we go, whether we zig or whether we zag, whether we're coming or we're going, we are screwed. Because that is correct. You're, you're not supposed to be standing in line next to somebody else with right in front of you and right behind you. Uh, but if we stood six feet away from each other, uh, we might make that line go from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that that's fun. And, and, and woe be the guy stuck in Baker or Oxnard. No, not Oxnard. Barstow, that's what I'm thinking of. So with all this coronavirus, have we kind of put to rest the notion that this is some kind of a political hoax? You know, Rich, I still have friends, and these aren't uh, 21-year-olds uh, at Daytona Beach on spring break. These are people of our age group. I still have people out there who do not believe this is that serious. And, you know, I tell them they're sports fans, so I put it to them in sports terms. Uh, I tell them in baseball, tie goes to the runner. In life, benefit of the doubt goes to the scientists. Yeah. Okay? Most of the scientists are telling us that we, you have to go to doomsday people here. If you don't go to doomsday people, then you're in trouble if it is doomsday. So they're telling us that worst case scenario is very, 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 very bad. So if we don't do what we're supposed to do, it is catastrophic. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that you have to go give the benefit of the doubt to the to scientists who are telling us that this is very, very serious at this point. It's kind of like when we lived in Washington, D.C., and watching the weather guys, Bob Ryan on Channel 4 and Garden, Gordon Barnes on uh, Channel 9, and, and that, that little short guy who ended up uh, going to prison for pedophilia on Channel 9. Bill Kamal. Louie? Bill Kamal. 
Oh, Bill, come on. <laughs> saying it's going to snow five inches tomorrow, and then, then nothing happens. I mean, D.C. was always right in that zone where they could never call it right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of other folks around the country have that same kind of mentality when it comes to that. And they've extrapolated the, the snow mentality onto uh, this, which is wrong. Well, actually, again, weather forecasting and meteorology has become more precise. D.C. is a difficult place to do that, much easier to do it in Las Vegas or Los Angeles. Uh, But again, with my friend uh, who I talked to, he was at a funeral in Boston the other day. He did not want to get on a plane, which I understood. Uh, And that was the only thing he ever said bad because he didn't want to be around six people. But he told me it's not a problem. I said, Pete, again, I put it to him in sports terms again. I said, it is COVID-19, USA nothing. <laughs> yeah. we, we are way behind. It's the second half of the game, and we've got we've to shelter up. And he still, he still was doubting it. But uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, with my buddy Matt Salzberg talking about the, the lines in the grocery stores, what's happened now is that we've had uh, – I, I was not a fan of the Internet before the Internet. For all the the great democratic uh, advances, small d, that the Internet provides us, it also spreads misinformation. So we've had a lot of misinformation going around about a a possible nationwide quarantine or shutdown starting yesterday or tomorrow. So now when I go into – I I went into five different markets close to me, uh, actually five times to two different markets close to me the last five days just to pick up some chicken. Oh, yeah. well, my wife's at- better than I. I. I haven't found a chicken in, in a week and a half. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't been able to. My wife's out of town. I cook chicken. I went to go get boneless chicken thighs. Not available. Yep. I said, all right, I'll get some boneless chicken breasts. Not available. Okay, I'll get bone-in thighs. Ooh. I'll get boned breasts. Not available. From what I can tell, since they're still available, I have to go to a McDonald's drive through <laughs> and s- sit in a line of 30 cars to get McNuggets God. if I want anything resembling chicken. <laughs> That's how bad it is out there. I did notice that the drive through windows were rather busy since that's the only place you oh. can go. Yeah, the, the McDonald's, you know, they built the new drive-thrus, which have, the, like, the double or triple entries. Yeah. So you have, like, two or three lanes. And the, I counted 10 or 12 cars in each lane of a, of a double entry. Uh, and that's, that's 25 cars waiting to get something approaching chicken. And uh, I just uh, – it's just – I get tired of being in America, Rich. You, you know, I know I, the first group of hoarders – because I've, t- I've talked to people who know what they're talking about. There's been no change – uh, in the supply chain, the supply chain is the same, okay? And it's not like we're, we're, all, we're all bunkered in because we had a hurricane or a storm or some natural disaster. All the stuff's still coming in, but people decide to hoard. And after that first wave of hoarders, who I want to you know strangle if I can, except I'm not supposed to touch them, I don't blame the second wave of hoarders because the second wave of hoarders go into the market, oh, my God, half the stuff's gone. I better fill up. So that means then everything's gone, and that leads to the price gougers. Sometimes a retailer, and sometimes the guy like in the guy in Arkansas with seventeen thousand yeah. uh, hand sanitizers. And we're just we're all we're all screwed. So if we just go back to normal, the supply chain will, will keep our supply needs, and demand won't over overwhelm supply. Well, this is going to be a whiplash thing because so many people uh, have so much stuff. That about three or four weeks from now, or even two or three weeks from now, there will be nobody in the grocery stores because everybody's trying to use up all the crap they bought, you know, for a month <laughs> worth in advance. And then the, the aisles will be wonderful. I get get your pick and choose. 
Yeah, see how long those uh, ribeyes from Safeway last that you're all – it's like supermarket oh, yeah. sweep. People are going out there and filling their <laughs> – that old show, filling their, their, oh, yeah. their shopping cart as much as they can. I love that show. I oh, forgot yeah. about that show. From like Paramus, New was, Jersey or so. Oh, no, that was Make That Spare. No, it was someplace no, on Long Island. That was the, different place. Yeah. And, remember the strategy? Uh, you either could fill – you know, you got a minute to fill your your stuff, yeah. uh, your card. But you could look for the hidden items if you want to. Like there's like hidden TV yeah. sets behind toilet paper or something. So you had to decide what your strategy was going to be. I like the original sort of black and white one with, you know, Jack Nars or somebody like that hosting where everybody knew – and my mother told me this – you go to the meat section first because that's the expensive stuff. You know, that's the, the value for, for the space in your cart. For sure then. Yeah. And I remember I, again, seeing I one I... guy who who somehow he had a big beefy arm. He was able to grab the cart with, with his left hand and go down the right side of the aisle and, and like a reverse snowplow just put a bunch of cans right into the cart <laughs> without even breaking stride. Uh, by the way, on the other uh, spec, or another part of the spectrum of coronavirus is bad commentating, and uh, my buddy Michael Irvin, who I have trouble believing he's still on the air, the uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys yeah. Hall of Famer, who's been on ESPN, he's on NFL Network right now. He's had such a just a long litany of uh, issues, personal or issues, issues. That's a nice word. Uh, he's. He's entertaining, but I'm surprised he survived all those issues. And today he was on the uh, his high horse saying that Corona beer, he was ripping Corona beer for still running commercials to buy Corona beer. He said there's no he tweeted that you, you I don't want to hear about putting a Corona with a lime when coronavirus is costing people lives. I, I, I don't know where to start with Michael on yeah. this one, uh, but I he still has a forum. Uh, is, he, I, I, is he a Trump supporter? Uh, I <laughs> don't know kind what. It sounds like a, a parallel sounds, logic uh, track there. Yeah, I'm surprised he's now. Then he's probably should be calling it Chinese beer instead of Corona <laughs> beer. And seeing if he can cut their sales down to nothing. But uh, the, the amount of ridiculous commentary out there just leaves me high and dry. You're this, a little younger than me, but I'm sure you remember Parade Magazine on the Sunday supplement of your paper, which for you was the Washington Post, I assume, growing up. And there was yes, always was. an ad for this uh, thing to help you lose weight. It was it turned out to be just a little piece of candy you would eat an hour and a half or so before dinner to suppress your appetite. And it was a, a well-established product that had been around for decades. And then all of a sudden in the early 80s, it finds out it shares the same name with what was then the most loathsome disease on the planet. Hello, AIDS candy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't remember. You know, I remember Parade. I don't remember that candy. Always uh, an ad on like the back page or the inside back every week on that. And they tried to turn it into diet AIDS, but they were they were done like about 1986 and out of business. Well, Parade is still in business, barely. Oh, God. Uh, I still get it in my Sunday LA Times. It's, it's very thin. In fact, you could use it now for maybe two uh, bathroom dumps if you're out of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. It is very thin, and I, I feel bad for Parade Magazine, which was never the greatest no. source of information, but uh, you could get in and out of it in about 90 seconds. Walter and, Scott's and... Personality Parade, which was just sort of his right-wing <laughs> scree, the guy who wanted to be Walter Winchell but never quite measured up. By the way, you know who's still in there, Rich? Uh, Ask Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn, God. Oh. 
Marilyn Voss Savant, the whatever the, the IQ of nine hundred, who, uh, who who can answer any questions. Wanted to be Dear Abby or Dan Landers, right? <laughs> Uh, with all the commotion about coronavirus, uh, are we leaving behind our concerns about the thing that that made us all crazy and still does climate change? Okay, that's interesting, Rich, because if you know if we ignore climate change, that actually mitigates the concern over the viruses like COVID nineteen. Because if there is no longer a planet Earth, no one can get sick. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so there'll be still again, be a planet Earth. There just won't be humans living on it. The Earth will be oh, fine. George point. Carlin did like 10 minutes on that way back when. You know, the Earth doesn't need humans. The Earth will, will shove us off like a, a bad sweater. He, he had a better simile than I did. Yeah, no, he, he was brilliant, but I don't know if the Earth is going to survive humans this time is the problem. And uh, it's, again, the same thing with coronavirus. And it's even more serious this time. It, 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 people, you know, you have... You have anti-vaxxers, vax, vax yeah, whatever. I haven't heard people. much from those you guys have, these days. Uh, no, you haven't. They've <laughs> quieted down. You have science deniers. You have climate, climate uh, change deniers. And I, I, I never quite, again, understand this. It's like the coronavirus. Benefit of the doubt, you got to go to the scientists. If you told me, Rich, that half the scientists out there told, told us that it's an existential threat, that the earth is not going to survive what we we're doing to it and we need to fix it right now else we're all gone and the other half disagreed i'd have to say benefit of the doubt to the, those yeah. who say that's an existential threat because the earth is in question here you can't screw around with the earth but it's not even a 50-50 divide it's like 98% versus the current trump administration <laughs> it's, it's it's everybody saying you have to do it so i don't see how we cannot make changes and we're behind so again the other the other group that kills me uh is is not as dangerous are the flat earthers uh talking about science denial uh you know i wish the earth were flat i, I kind of like the idea of the planet being either a big big square or a big big rectangle and you just don't get near the edges that's just something yeah i don't know Ro kind of romantic about that, about that? yeah Yes, very romantic. In fact, if you, you get risky, you go over near the edge, maybe, uh, and you get down a knee and you you, yeah. you propose marriage to your fiance, but you don't get over to the edge of the cliff because you don't want to fall. But yeah, flat earthers are, are ridiculous. Anti-vaxxers, who are they kidding? But the climate change, there's yeah. no going back. Edge of the earth diving sounds like something we we should be seeing on ESPN2 now. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah. If, if there's any, okay, I, I think we we I think people are scared enough on the virus right now to do the right thing, other than those spring breakers. But I still, again, my friend Pete tells me business as usual. He's the big lover of coal, like the current administration, yeah. and I, I keep telling him that you know every every the UN. Climate Council. Every everybody out there says that the worst impact of climate change could be irreversible by 2030. What year are we in right now? Uh, 2020. Okay, let me do my math. 2030 minus 2020. That's 10 years. What are we gonna do if 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 the U.S. climate report warns us that if global carbon pollution is not cut in half in the next 10 years, there will be catastrophic damage to the to the climate we've had what 20 of the warmest years on record in the past 22 yeah uh i have my personal solution and i know it's a little selfish i plan on being dead by then 
That is incredibly selfish and part of the I got mine, you got yours elsewhere. Because yeah. you probably already have your funeral plot all lined up, which will be, which will be gone. It'll be gone. Yeah. But yes, uh, if you plan to be dead within 10 years, fine. Or maybe 50. I, maybe 50. I, uh, want you to be more optimistic and stop driving that pickup truck of yours that no, you don't have a pickup truck. Get up. Four-cylinder Ford Escape with EcoDrive. Other than having EcoDrive. a Tesla, I feel very responsible. EcoDrive sounds pretty responsible. It shuts off when you're stopped at a red light. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And then as soon as you oh. take your foot off the brake, it immediately cranks up and goes. Uh, a friend of mine who uh, is a very successful guy, he has sleep apnea problems and he actually has all the stuff. But he has, you just remind me, at, at certain red lights, he actually catnaps. And I don't understand. <laughs> you, hear, you hear him snoring? You hear the king, his nickname is the king. You hear the king snoring, and somehow, without me hitting his right shoulder, when the light goes from red to green, he pops up almost every time wow. without anybody honking behind him and, and gets going. But he takes like, these little 30 second naps unintentionally, by the way. He just falls asleep. Uh, wow. Thankfully, he doesn't, he doesn't drink and drive, he doesn't text and drive. He obviously should not be driving Sleep and, and driving. Drive. But sleep and drive, he does very, very well. You just remind me of That it. reminded me of uh, 20 years ago when I was um, living in New York and I was working at ABC over on the west side and living on 3rd Avenue on the east side. And so at 2, 3 in the morning, I would sometimes take, usually take a cab home. And one time I'm on, you know, in New York, you got a long distance between the avenues. So it's like a quarter, a third of a mile almost between, uh, I don't know, park and whatever. It was a long, one of the long ones. And the guy in every other cab, you've been in New York, you know that they, they try to wind it up to about 50 on the, on the, on those streets. And this guy's oh, yeah. doing nice and responsible. I could see that the red, the light is red up ahead and he does what I would do to save gas. And that's just, you know, kind of coast along 15, 20 miles an hour to the light. And I said, uh, Hey, compliments. You're one of the few driver cab drivers I've seen who will, uh, you know, kind of took it easy there. No, seeing the red light ahead and in a thick Russian accent, he says, Oh, this is when I take naps. by the way you just reminded me of how underrated new york city is as in terms of how it's engineered compared to my hometown of washington dc because you could you you could get in a cab who's being responsible like the lower east side like pick it up at 15th street and go all the way up to you know 100th street on on whatever broadway or or whatever without hitting a light if you went like a 25 miles an hour you could go for two or three miles without hitting a light while in washington dc and they tell me it's all because of the traffic circles and logan circle and thomas that you can't go three blocks without it as soon as one light goes green you go through it and the next light turns red explain that to me i can't explain that i spent uh several years about five six years uh Blasting down George Avenue from from our ancestral home of Wheat or your ancestral home of Wheaton or Silver Spring, where I lived for ten years, at five in the morning, no problem. Coming back, problem. But every now and then, I'd hit those lights all through D.C. Then you cross the line into Maryland, and yeah, they're all completely unsynced through downtown Silver Spring all the way to the Beltway. Boy, this is getting local. But I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Bob Marburg from WTOP to tell us how it's doing on the on the way to the the bridge. I can't do chopper sounds, so you'll no. have to uh, skip skip Bob Marburg. All right, I, uh, I want to take your mind off your troubles here with a little news from uh, the Hallmark Channel. 
To help us uh, deal with coronavirus, the Hallmark Channel is uh, doing a Christmas movie marathon. And, of course, most of those star Lori Laughlin. I look it up. She's in Lori like, Laughlin! Yeah, she's in like five of them done over the last 10, 12 years. And uh, so, you know, a little extra in the residual checks to help her with the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought, I always called Lori Laughlin the Meryl Streep of Christmas movies. Yeah. She's about the best actress on the Hallmark Channel, <laughs> which is kind of a back end, but hey. Well, what is she going to do with the residual chicks? Uh, probably send Checks. it to the lawyers because uh, the judge in that trial in Boston and the whole admissions scandal thing, getting her two daughters who didn't want to go to USC into USC, that trial starting in October as scheduled, he says. Can't they move it up to take our minds off of the uh, coronavirus? God, that'd be so nice. Yeah, get that on. Well, who has court TV anymore? It's like on a third tier, and I don't want to pay for that. All right. Well, we need distractions, and so that trial would be a great distraction. It would be. Uh, speaking of uh, distractions, uh, you, you tweeting out about horse tracks getting back in business? Yeah, again, I, I don't know. People are supposed to have people sense. <laughs> I, I think I think horses have more people sense than horses do. I forgot who. I think W.C. Fields said something about that a long time ago. But the horses, uh, like Santa Anita here in California, uh, Aqueduct was planning to get underway Friday, but decided to close down because of Corona. So they were going to, they're, they're, they're running without any fans at the track so that we can bet on them at home. Yeah. Uh, Public service. Now, I'm not, mm-hmm. it's, I, I, it's, uh, again, yeah. I'm close with a number of horses uh, and a number of dogs. And uh, <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the horses are willing to do their part to sacrifice for coronavirus, but I can't believe they're being asked to go through whatever they have to do a lot of them get abused as those drugs that they use to run around the track so that we can sit at home and put ten dollars on number two in the fifth race there's the dying part Uh, too yeah you know that happens quite often uh and again they're not asked in the morning whether they want to race or not i know the horse racing industry doesn't like me to say this but they're bred to race come on they're bred to they, they want to do what they want to do they're willing by the way if we want to get on their horseback and, and take drugs take uh prescription drugs from from home to home because people can't get out they're willing to do their part there but uh to race around the track so that some degenerates can bet uh yeah exactus something's <laughs> wrong with that something's wrong with that sir take their mind off betting uh you know rising pune uh super dragons i think the name is one of my favorite team in the indian premier league of cricket they're still playing yeah they are and uh something in south america i think is still going oh in australia they st- aussie rules football began and they're playing in front of empty crowd empty stadiums but they are still out there in their underwear punching that ball with their hand so espn could go 360 uh yeah. they started in 1979 with a lot of australian rules football and now they could do it again tomorrow yeah i don't although i think fox has the rights oh <laughs> That's not a, that's no problem for Disney. Yeah. You know, they can, they can, tra- they can trade Linda Cohn to Fox for the rights oh, not Linda. to Australian I rules football. Linda. Not Linda. Oh yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll trade somebody. Linda and Neil. Neil's my fellow Oregonian. So I, I don't want him going anywhere. Uh, so um, we would love some feedback on this, this thing that we're trying to do here. And you get feedback every week for the newspaper column. How are we going to do it for the podcast? Uh, let's do it the same way that I do it for the newspaper column in the newspaper column. If, uh, the couch slouch column, if people, uh, they're allowed to ask the slouch questions, uh, they, they email in questions. And if I print their question 
and answer it. It's a dollar twenty-five in the mail cash. So we'll do the same thing here, Rich. Uh, if they uh, email us in. Uh-huh. And I and I answer their question. We use the question on air here. I will send them a dollar twenty-five cash. It's a dollar bill in a quarter. Now, is that uh, for being one of the five things, or just the the the, the winner at the, the the last of the the four or five, three or four emails? No, that's that's uh, people get confused by that in the column sometimes. Everybody who gets into the column ah. gets paid. Uh, yeah, they they okay. all get paid. If I don't have to answer the question because the question's just so smart or funny, I just go pay the man surely. I don't even have to answer it. Yeah. So everybody, every four, every week, four or five people win a dollar twenty-five. So, so you want to win? That's the way it works. If you got a question, you want to win the cool buck and a quarter? Send in that question to uh, ask the slouch at AOL. Dot com. Apparently, CompuServe and Prodigy addresses were no longer available for you. <laughs> hey, I was first in at AOL a long time ago. I'm not giving up prime real estate. Askthesclouch.com. <laughs> Askthesclouch.com. Man, you've got me mad now. At AOL.com. Oh, I'm sorry. At AOL.com. <laughs> Ask the slouch at AOL.com. Dial her down, big Support- shooter. Come on. Support America. It's America Online. All right. That is how that's going to go. Final thoughts on this first uh, attempt to do whatever it is we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this one time and one time only. I am apocalyptically appalled that people are still using those leaf blowers at 8 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's sheltered up. Everybody's home. Everybody's still sleeping. And those leaf blowers are blowing away. No more leaf blowers, particularly with the future of the planet and the future of, of, of America on our minds. There you go. We've solved the problems. We'll be back again if uh, we like doing this and uh, anybody's listening, which means we need to tell people to listen, which means we have to actually, how do I put this? we got to do some work, so we'll see. Now, that's it for now for uh, me and Rich Johnson. As always, catch the Couch Slouch column and great newspapers across the nation, including the Washington Post. If your, par- if your paper doesn't carry it, well, what does that say about the quality of your paper, folks? Also, I, uh, you can get me on Twitter at Norman Chad and check out the new free Norman Chad YouTube channel. The Couch Slouch Podcast is a production of Utter Clarity, which also produces That's Gold with Steve Heitner. Buy now and save for all your podcast needs at utterclarity.fm. No more leaf blowers! <laughs> <laughs>